2: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. btw group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: We open on an aye of Aston Belay. We're recapping our flag means death season one episodes seven and eight we're going to have an extremely funny deeply cool podcast I'm Sarah Carradine and I'm here with someone who drifted by late last night Brooklyn Zed hey Zed how are you I'm good drifting
4: by late at night is uh, very much my vibe um i loved these episodes i fall more and more in love with these this show each week i can't believe we get our last two episodes next week already so i'm excited to dive in to all of the gayness in every sense of the word
3: uh yes well that's why i keep saying season one and sort of putting emphasis on that because i am hoping for a season willing it into existence yeah and it's not just us, Sid. Uh, we have an old antique armoire who's been in the family for generations. Grace Leader, Hi, Grace.
1: <laughs> please don't throw me off the – don't test the cannons on me, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm excited. I thought these episodes were really good. A little disappointed that there was only two for us to talk about, but that's okay. We'll have two more next week. Uh, so, yeah. Exciting.
3: Yeah, it is. Um, before we dive in, we we'll just uh, we had some feedback from a listener. So we have at least one listener. Uh, ahoy, No <laughs> Dice Dan. <laughs> uh, no Dice Dan asks us to consider that uh, Blackbeard is a terrible nickname. Uh, he says a third of humans can grow a beard. He's assuming, they're assuming. And most people have dark hair. So maybe 20 to 25% of the world could be Blackbeard. I think uh, Dan has put a lot of thought into into this. So what do you think of this nickname?
1: It's so synonymous with this guy, this one guy, Blackbeard. And I think that probably he had a really nice looking beard. I think there is. I think I don't. I think just because you have a beard and it's black, I don't think you can be called Blackbeard. I think you need an incredibly impressive beard. To be called Blackbeard. Yeah. Think,
4: you know? Stubble on the face is yeah. not going to cut it in terms yeah. of, it's got to be long. And I think in all the like historical depictions and drawings of him, it is a, a beard of significant length and width and uh, like texture. Um, it is interesting that by this point in history, I'm presuming they made this choice historically that Blackbeard's beard is no longer black, it is yeah.
3: significantly gray. Mm hmm it's 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 a gorgeous thing and i just keep imagining that Taika actually grew it for the for the uh for the show and i won't be persuaded otherwise <laughs> Tell me, I don't know, Dan. What
1: I feel like you have to have an alternative suggestion for for Blackbeard uh, if you're gonna to scoff at his nickname. I feel like you need a better one. A right in for next week. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like, time what other nicknames wise, are there? What other
4: well, like Calico are? Jack was called yeah, Calico Jack because he dressed in flamboyant colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but he couldn't have been the only one, as evidenced by literally Steed Bonnet, the gentleman pirate who dresses in <laughs> flamboyant colors. So I think you sort of lay claim to a brand, and then if other people try to come for what you're doing, there's not room for both of you. There's There can only be one Blackbeard, and if somebody else is trying to take that, take that space, you gotta go do what Blackbeard does and, and eliminate the competition.
3: Yeah, floating glowy eyes doesn't have quite the same ring. <laughs> Not so much. Smokehead. Oh, smokehead. Smokehead the pirate. Mm.
1: Well, what, we yeah. need to figure out what percentage of people have smokeheads before we can <laughs> yeah. determine exactly. if it's a
3: good pirate. Dan will have to give us those figures because I think no. he's done the research. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But on the subject of beards, uh, Dan also wants to know are we going to get a play on, some, on someone being someone's beard? Um, and he signs that all, someone who has been called Dan the Man, a few too many times. <laughs>
2: mm.
1: Well, we were ch- I, I believe, uh, we, we believe that perhaps there was a beard joke when um, Lucius is, uh, figures out who Jim is. So we think it might be in there. And um, But yeah, I, I don't exactly recall if that was the exact line or the joke. But it's a good one. It's a good one. It yeah. is, and,
3: and for, for any of our listeners who who are unfamiliar with the word beard, it's a person who helps another person disguise their true nature. So that's generally, specifically it's a, a, a wife or a girlfriend of a gay man that allows him to then be in society and be accepted. Um, it's... Uh, it's, it's got a bit of a, a sad uh, background, but it could be used, uh, I think, more jocularly now, perhaps. I'm also familiar with walker and uh, handbag. Um, walker is a young man who walks out with an older woman, perhaps for pay, and I always understood handbag as being the reverse of beard, but I think beard's now generally used for for um, any situation like that uh, said.
4: Yeah, I think uh, I think queer people of all genders kind of would team up and do that together, and be like, "Yeah, I'm not interested in men. I'm not, and I'm not interested in women. So we'll have a an, a, uh, an arrangement together, so that people in society will stop asking questions, and then we can go about our private business in private, um, and it's a mutually beneficial situation."
1: uh these these questions are very for me uh for for any when i thought i was just like a gay man i very much was like okay i better figure out how to get a beard and i was like no i need the beard needs to go away and then when i was like oh i'm trans it's like oh my actual real beard actually also
4: needs to go away (laughs) (laughs)
3: layers 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 (laughs) who knew this show was so queer I didn't and know, that the please. three of us would come to be on this show together. It's 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 delightful. Um, Dan, I hope no one calls you uh, Dan the Man anymore. I like you laying claim to No Dice, Dan. Uh, no one can be called No Dice, uh, Dan anymore except for you. Agreed. All right, spoilers ahoy for episodes seven and eight. Shall we? Uh, shall we climb on board?
1: Let's
3: do it. So episode seven is called "This Is Happening." Uh, written by Zyra Ferrer, uh, who wrote a, a fascinating series called Tijuana for Netflix. It's a uh, Spanish language, but like kind of political look there. Very interesting if you want to dig that out. Um, and directed by Fernando Frias, who we've had before. Uh, but he is the director of uh, some episodes of Los Espookies, which is one of my favourite shows. So, it's really good um, if you haven't watched
1: yeah. it. Yeah, it's really great.
3: Yeah, the DNA of the writers and directors in this um, series, as we come to each one, and I investigate what they've done before, it's like oh, that's one of my favourite things ever. So uh, we are we are we found ourselves very much uh, amongst friends. I think yeah.
4: it is a wealth of talent in the writers' room and behind the camera as directors on this show. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't want to work with Taika Waititi? And I think he pulled together a lot of the best folks uh, to, to work on the series that I think continues to have more and more depth than I expected from it every,
3: every time I watch another episode. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Blackbeard, <clears throat> with his magnificent silvery black beard, is looking wistfully at the horizon. Steed brings him a cup of tea with a dollop of milk and seven sugars.
1: Wouldn't be the same with just six.
3: It's so much sugar.
1: It's so much sugar. <laughs> so much somebody with type sugar. 1 diabetes. It's
3: just sugar water. A at lot that of sugar. Point. Yeah. It's a lot. Hot sugar water. Yeah. It's a, very, it's a, it's a sweet moment, um, Steed. Literally, is, yeah. <clears throat> very <laughs> much so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Blackbeard says he can't be around forever.
1: Yeah, ship can only have one captain,
4: and and Blackbeard is is more the rambling man type, and uh, not not doing so well. It's the settling down and staying still, and perhaps everything is starting to feel a little too domestic, as things are getting rather domestic. And Steed knows his tea order, uh, for instance.
1: I really like this and I I think I was I was reminiscing about whether this like the episode drops has have worked in this in this fashion. Like there's a world in which this show just gets dropped every week. I think that would work as well. But I do kind of love that like you kind of like take a week from the show and you come back and it's like you were I think that they've they've just they've, the way that they decided to push these episodes where they've put them has worked really well so far in the sense of uh, the first three are really setting up Steed, then you introduce Blackbeard, and now we're like getting like Blackbeard's like I'm pretty restless. I don't know if like doing this is actually what I want to do. I think it's been uh, paced really well so far, and it's uh, setting up in this episode that like Blackbeard's ready to perhaps move on an adventure, and we'll get to what we get to in episode uh, eight. I think has been really strong so far.
4: Yeah, a really good. Yes, pair it is it his his uh, restless
3: fate? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. restless feet or thinking of himself as a bad man and seeing himself reflected in Steed's eyes as a good man uh, is, I think, very disturbing to his view of himself. Um, So, yeah, so we see the restless adventurer, but I think if you delve a little bit deeper, and the writers and directors and the actors certainly do, it's his not trusting that he is lovable, Mm -hmm. which is a fascinating way of looking at Blackbeard. Um, humans yeah. have been humans all this time, right? But Roach arrives, there's bad news, they're out of oranges.
1: Yeah,
4: we're out of oranges, and teeth and nails are falling out all over <laughs> oh. the place. I did not yeah. need us to talk about this as much as it was covered on this episode. I was like, Oh, we can, I don't want to think about it. I really don't.
1: I, I just can imagine though, them in the writer's room, like they have this, like, such an incredible cast here, uh, you know, the the crew, as it were, and just being like. Who will it be funniest to have their teeth and fingernails falling out? They're like the Swede, definitely the Swede. I said, My fingernails are falling
4: out. It made me so uncomfortable.
1: My fingernails are falling out. I think off maybe. But, yeah. yeah.
3: Anybody else's fingernails falling off? Oh! Uh, oh, no. And he wants a little baggie to keep yeah. his teeth in. The teeth don't go back in. in. No, they don't. Oh. Teeth don't go back in. Well, Well, you know, he appeals to Jim, as we'll get to, because, indeed, the teeth don't go back in, something the Swede didn't realize. Uh, So, Steve says it's bad meal planning, uh, and Roach says it's Steve's fault for making him make a 40-orange glaze cake. Didn't even taste much of oranges. Absolutely. If that
4: makes you feel any better, (laughs) I think is what he says, which I think could only make you feel worse.
3: I would think so. So, there's 40 oranges in the glaze, but there's more oranges in the cake as well feel like maybe they did get
1: their actual vitamin c uh, maybe the swede just didn't enjoy the cake but everybody else probably from 40 oranges uh, in the place and the cake
4: yeah that's a lot of vitamin c I mean, i'm not recommending that you
1: get your vitamin c intake from an orange glazed cake but i think you, you would have got enough you know for a
3: pirate ship mm-hmm. yeah i'm tempted to put my uh, orange marmalade olive oil cake recipe in the show notes it's a uh, sugar-free except oh. for all the sugar in the oranges right. um But it's very hard to make orange-flavoured things, which is, I think, why the recipe uses orange marmalade to get to intensify. Anyway, that's a disquisition (laughs) on the intensity of various citrus fruits. Uh, They need to go grocery shopping now because eating an apple isn't going to cut it. And they're close to St Augustine and Steve's excited that perhaps this might enliven Blackbeard. There might be an adventure to be had. Uh, But Jim says, "Nope, no, nothing in St Augustine yeah nothing doing we're not going there uh i will
4: not be leading any excursions to saint augustine we might no. as well move on
1: we get a gym flashback this is so lovely so nice i mean the scene is not lovely i just lo- i was very excited that now we're going to get more gym content so
4: yeah and yeah. i was worried based on how this went that that was the last we were going to see of gym, and i'm glad that that is not the case either agreed,
3: agreed. So do you want to investigate the flashback, Grace? Yeah, um, uh, So uh,
1: the one thing I was confused: somebody definitely gets stabbed. Is is it Jim seeing their father stabbed and then taking the knife out of their father's? Um, yeah, from their father. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So a bit traumatic. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's very like we've seen we've seen stabbing and hanging and uh swords through the eye, but there's something very plain about child Jim's view of their father being stabbed in the gut it's not balletic it's not choreographed it feels of all the violence we've seen it feels very very real it's a very intimate thing to stab someone and the two men involved the stabber and the stabby are very close together and it's just this penetration if I could use that word yeah and the the small amount of blood that makes it just just awful. And I think what's really clever about that and the way uh, that this was directed is we understand it close up as a child's view, a simple and uh, ineradicable view that this child has that then shapes their life.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And we'll learn a little further on that they were raised their whole life then to get revenge for their family for the land that was stolen, for their father being killed, for like the legacy of their ancestry, essentially. Um, and they are eventually charged with the mission to go out and kill the Siete Gallos, the the seven men who are part of this gang, led by, presumably, uh, the guy who killed jim's father whose name is something de la vaca which means of the cow uh which there's a lot of animal (laughs) stuff going on here because gaios are roosters um so we have the seven roosters thank you for saving me
3: from saying cocks because i couldn't think of the other word (laughs) uh
4: that one too um but it's the seven the gang of the seven roosters and led by uh somebody de la vaca of the cow and is that's the only one we find out that Jim did in fact
3: kill. So, so he uh, he the dead man is uh, was one of uh, Spanish Jackie's husbands. Uh, originally twenty, mm-hmm. uh, she's da- down to nineteen once Jim uh, killed Delabaca. Delabaca is the mummified figure in uh, Spanish Jackie's inner sanctum. So she she. Um, is very fond of all her husbands, we find. I mean, that she would even keep the dead body. I suppose he was her favourite, she does say, Spanish Jackie. Yeah, because she needs a new favourite husband.
4: <laughs> it can't just be one of the other ones. She yeah. needs to marry a new one who will be the favourite.
3: That's right. Who might that be? So in, in response to Ola Wande asking uh, why Jim is scared, Jim declares that Jim is scared of Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. All right, so Steed returns to the ship. He hasn't found any oranges, but he has found a treasure map.
1: I love that he finagled for it, only for Lucius to say, yeah, you you gave them a
4: lot of gold. A lot of money. More than I've (laughs) ever seen in my whole life. Lucius is great in this episode.
1: Agreed.
3: Yeah. there's something
1: like i i think it's perfect to, it's just like the way it's shot it's it's they're not like up on the ship like together there it's like uh steve like pops up like basically out of nowhere and it's like don't worry look i found a treasure map and then it's like Lucius slowly climbing up like after. yeah he's the still on his is, way up yeah, it's like, just like his head sticking into, like, out over the deck <laughs> yeah it's just great that's good you know
3: yeah 40 minutes of intense bargaining and a lot of money <laughs> yeah so this is where the, the episode's going to divide into two. Uh, Black Pete offers to go out and forage for oranges, although he wants to make sure that uh, Blackbeard is informed that he has initiative. <laughs> and uh, Day offers Jim to lead the Foraging Party Singers. Uh, they are from St Augustine. Jim doesn't want to, but the Swede now finds out teeth don't go back in. Teeth don't go back in, and he begs Jim to go and find oranges.
4: Yeah.
3: So they are going to go, and there's going to be a foraging party. Uh, Blackbeard says, says that the map isn't real, and, and that State pirates do not. Pirates do hunts. not. It's I, very embarrassing.
1: I did kind of like this, that like uh, the acknowledgement that like, yeah, we don't bury our treasures. Why would why would pirates? Yeah, why would that? you leave it there? Why would you leave it? You don't get to use it. It's, yeah. So
4: he's like ready to take a nap. And, and Steed is like, uh, I believe I'm the captain of this ship. And the captain says, on your feet, we are having a day. I'm going to change and then we're going to make a day of it.
0: Yeah, after You're, I change.
4: Yeah, but you got, treasure. well, you have to be in your treasure hunting clothes.
0: I where wonder he if those looks are like
4: his... like he's from
3: Jumanji or something. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if
1: those were in his regular closet and they're in his auxiliary closet. They got the un- he, auxiliary, auxiliary.
3: <laughs> got to be in the auxiliary. So it's a it's a it turns out to be a, a magnificent uh, safari suit with a slouch hat, which the uh, Australian uh, light horse used to wear, uh, broad brimmed hat with one side turned up and a and a feather. So let's follow the foraging party. This is Olawande, Jim, Black Pete, Frenchie, Roach and Wee John. And they are going to forage for oranges. Olawande says that uh, that uh, he and Jim have been friends for a year and he knows nothing about them including not knowing Jim's favorite color. Um Black Pete, Frenchie, Roach and Wee John are discussing further ahead. Uh, what they would and wouldn't do for Jim. Basically, they'd do anything for Jim. And Wee John would like to be stabbed by them.
1: Well, Black Beat is like. Uh,
3: How do they interns? They just started talking. How? Uh,
1: and they're, they're all like, yeah, they all love Jim. Uh, it's great. And I do. I really do love Wee Johns. It's like, oh, I'd love to be stabbed by Jim. Yeah, it's so great.
4: Yeah, Jim fitting right in, and everybody using Jim's they them pronouns. They them pronouns. I'm so excited. I was like losing my mind um because there was i was still not sure last week if it was like well jim was being addressed as a man because everyone understood jim to be a man and now they understand jim to be a woman who they're just going to still call jim but it seems to have been established because even when they go and see nana who we'll get to very soon uh nana says this is my child and is also using they them pronouns for jim instantly which i think is incredible and i don't we cannot talk about that enough
1: so i i was feeling a little bit like last week i was like I, I feel like I, we should be using they, them pronouns, but I was feeling a little bit like, I don't want to, this is a thing that like sometimes people can do to trans people is like, I will just refer to them as they, them, pro- with they, them pronouns, even with, if they have a specific pronoun they use. And I was a little unsure whether like, is, is Jim like uh, a trans man or non-binary in some senses. And I, I do like in this episode that uh, we get the answer, but it also doesn't need to be the like, Hey, everybody. Let's explain let, this. Hey, yeah. like let's do it. I like that the show trusts in the audience enough to like, you know, and I don't know, write in if you felt like that, well, you know, that's correct, but like, I think I was watching it, I was like, this is lovely. Yeah, this it's is just great. done. It's just done. It's just, you know, uh, those are Jim's pronouns. Uh, I thought it was great.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, we didn't get the scene of Jim asking to be called that. They, they just call Jim, they, them. And it's there's something so peaceful about it as well. I don't know. I wrote down 18th century pirates easily using Jim's pronouns, and then a tear. It's it <laughs> just it's, it's just it's there. And when we get to Nana, who calls Jim Bonifacia, which was Jim's name as a child, and Nana is told, "Oh, it's Jim." She immediately uses Jim. No okay, problem, Jim. Okay, Jim. Come on. Um.
1: Yeah, I think I think what I, you know, I, I certainly like uh, my Twitter bubble is such that I do not see the like, you know, the people are like this show is so not what pirates are, you know, and it's trying like,
4: to be woke. blah blah, yeah. blah blah
1: And so I just like don't have that on my Twitter anymore and so like if it's other but I just think that like if you're watching the show for I think the show did a perfect job in terms of like what it's set up early on to, for us to be like, oh, this is just what the show is. And there's many ways. I said I would do my gay pirate history, which I, I'm sorry, I forgot to do my homework. I'll have it for next week. Um, but like there is stuff like Whippies. that Whippies! Yeah, there is this stuff that exists in, like, pirate culture that I'm sure existed even back then. Um, And also the show is, like, this super out there comedy that's, like, you know, taking uh, modern sensibilities and, like, placing them on this, like, you know, uh, in this sitcom. So, like, yeah, I think, like, if there's any complaint that, like, the show is too woke, I I, you know, I think you probably, both those people, I think, probably stopped watching a long
3: time. Yeah, I don't (laughs) think
4: they made it this far if that's, if they have a
3: problem. Or
1: they're only watching, they're only hate watching.
3: So, I mean, uh, do, they, do they complain about Steed giving the pirates a weekly wage? A very <laughs> modern concept. Well, they actually shouldn't, because apparently Steed did give his pirates a weekly wage. So nothing is new under the sun, everybody. Nothing is new under the sun. This is you. If you find this difficult and challenging, it's just that you haven't seen it before. It doesn't mean it hasn't existed, if I may say. Um, and uh, Vico Ortiz, who plays Jim. Has been very (laughs) having a marvelous time on Twitter. They say that they've had an outpouring of response to Jim's they them pronouns and and the pirates using them, uh, and that uh, Vico was not uh, that they were not able to talk about their role at all. Nobody knew, not even their parents. And uh, there's been a huge outpouring of, Mm. of you know love and respect and pleasure and. And and tears and um, and I I tweeted and the ancient revenge nun using Jim's name so easily and she she liked that so because <laughs> that was part of it as well for me I think the idea of oh but your grandmother you know she's old she needs yeah. time she can't get used to it uh, yeah but if you get married that grandmother's going to call you by your husband's name immediately so I, I think uh, right. age doesn't um justify not respecting all peoples and part of that respect is calling people by their preferred pronouns
1: just yeah. their pronouns yeah They're just not their preferred pronouns.
3: yeah oh wow. yeah but by, by their pronouns thank you yeah, yeah. it's their thank pronouns and it's correction. their name yeah thank you thank you for that correction no
1: I, so I love this scene when uh when they meet nana and they find uh, Black Pete's, uh, they they find the orange tree. And uh, we find out that this is Nana. And I just love Alawande in the scene being like, wait, is Nana? Is oh, I he's coming? having the
3: best time. Coming, he's Nana. So coming. It's <laughs> <laughs> so
1: great. I love it. I
3: love it. Yeah. Yeah. So despite Jim's uh, precaution to Black Pete, do not pick that orange, uh, Nana is able to knife it out of Black Pete's hand. And uh, so we see the nun arriving. With the mist and the wrath of God, because they're God's oranges, uh, this is Nana. Uh,
1: I, I do want to find the person who plays Nana, I know her best from Orange is the New Black.
4: That's um, what I know her from. Yeah, but it's I'm not listed in the IMDb, because I looked for, I looked through the whole cast list, because the episode cast is very short, Um but yeah, that's gosh, what I know yeah. her from.
1: Is and Orange I, Is the New Black? Uh, Selena Leva, I think. I, uh, uh, apologies if I am mispronouncing name. Please, Gloria. Uh, in Orange Is the New Black, but
3: yeah. Oh, yeah, she's she's wonderful here. She she tells Ellen one day this child was not raised to kneel or to turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. She raised her to stalk mice and eventually kill the uh, seven roosters.
4: Yeah. I love this. I love this intro of her character and like the way she describes Jim's childhood and how Jim was brought up and what their mission in life was going to be. It's so brief, but it's so clear. And, and that specific line of this child was not raised to kneel or to turn the other cheek um, is, is such a specific obviously like reference to how Christianity tries to tell people to, you know, be meek, I think. Um, and instead was like, no, Jim is going to go out there and take what's theirs and stand up for their family and, and be bold and not be all the things that like a little girl is supposed to be, particularly in this time.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's an it's a it's a it's a childhood, a, a strange childhood and Nana seems to have been the perfect nun to take Jim on and perhaps part of her ease in using Jim's pronouns and name is that she, she Nana, knew Jim as a child and there's something very uh, moving about their relationship but also toxic, as Ola one day will point out, uh, how many of the seven roosters has Jim killed? Uh, one, mm-hmm. uh, and Nana, Nana is very disappointed. Yeah, Jib says is
4: the the important one.
1: The important one, yeah. I love this. It's great. This is like such a there's it to introduce this new character. This you know episode seven of a ten episode uh, season, and to like just like plant us in this like kind of complicated relationship. I think it's like uh, really really great, and I think it really sets up Jim's uh, sort of turmoil and and questions over the next uh, you know um, these two episodes and and presumably the last two episodes. So.
3: Yeah, and and will lead to a very intriguing uh, alliance that Jim will make uh, later on. So the the others are building a wall for Nana in exchange for <laughs> oranges. So that's where we leave the rest of the foraging party. Uh, Jim storms off, and Ola one day follows them, finding them on Jim's land by their tree. They say it's the tree their parents planted uh, when they were born. And then Jim finally tells Olawando the story that one day strangers turned up. Uh, Their father told them to take as many oranges as they liked, uh, but no, they were killed. And Jim was in the woods holding a knife out there by themselves for two weeks. Uh, And when we see Jim as a child, they are a small child.
4: Uh, not a child you would want out in the woods for two weeks yeah no they're probably somewhere between like you know seven seven and seven or eight years old i think
3: yeah
4: and with a little brother it looks like which doesn't really get talked about but when when we see them as a kid uh when their father gets stabbed there's another kid there that we see but who does not get talked about
1: I I I watched this episode twice. Did I just? Re- I was like earlier. I was like it was a uh, father. The somebody else. Have the fun. <laughs> Clearly, I have blacked out. You know, I think Jim blacked out. Yeah. Memories. So did you? Have to- <laughs> have. I have. Yeah. I remember any of the trauma from their childhood. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but that's interesting. A little brother could be very interesting to uh, season two casting. Perhaps could be very fun, or you know, maybe revealed before
3: the the end of the season. Could be very fun. Yeah. Oh, I took a much darker view of where the younger brother is Hmm. currently. I will also black out that memory that you just put into my. (laughs) (laughs) I do beg your pardon. So, so Jim has much to be thankful to Nana for. Uh, They say Nana's a lot, but Nana is their only family. And
4: then then Elwanda is so
3: sweet here.
4: I could be your family.
1: Then they were gonna kiss, but everybody else showed up.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just annoying. About, just about to kiss. I ship them, but then I also ship another alliance. So maybe, well, everybody loves Jim. Yeah, yeah. understandably right. so. Jim is the best.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean know... it's not that weird. Uh, all of us on the podcast after like episode, the first episodes we're like, so, uh, yeah, I think so we Jim... all love
4: Jim. We... <laughs> um. <laughs> i don't know i i i would be happy for jim and alawande together but i didn't get that kind of chemistry from them i got them more as like really close best friends who took good care of each other like family not like a romantic relationship so we'll we'll see where it goes i don't don't,
1: know i don't know i I certainly have got like we've gotten like alawande's and jim vibes uh i think the whole season and so i think that is interesting and i I think that, like, Alawande is certainly somebody who, like, I think most of the crew, they all seem to be, like, good people. They're pirates, but good people. Um, And I do think this, like, offer of, like, I'll be your family, I think it's interesting. It could be that by the end of the season, they are, like, an item. Like, is Jim going to realize, like, oh, my God, Alawande is, like, in love with me and I'm actually, you know, whatever. Or is this, like, hey, I don't see you that way, but... I do need you to be my family. Is it like a, a chosen family storyline of yeah. like, I do need people who just like love and accept me. Um, Which like Jim doesn't, Jim's only person in their life does seem to like love and accept them, except they sent them on like solely on a revenge mission for the rest of their life. Um, But also like accepts them in that way. So that would be a trick, but is the only person in their life. So yeah. Interesting. I'm, I'm interested. I love the Jim storyline. I think is my
3: favorite on the show. <laughs> Olawande definitely, right from the time where uh, Olawande offered to watch while Jim had a bath. I mean, keep watch. I mean, keep watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah,
4: yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, Olawande is uh, uh, you know, holding a flame for Jim. I think because of this episode, we see that they are on such a mission to kill the seven roosters that where is the room for love in their life. So the offer from Oluwando, the offer of a kiss, uh, is not not unwelcome, but uh, I think we agree that the, the chemistry doesn't seem to go both ways. Yet, there's certainly a deep friendship. So let's follow the treasure hunters. Um, Blackbeard is very embarrassed to be seen <laughs> treasure mm. hunting. He's literally like, at- hiding his face. Covering like- his
1: face so slightly.
3: Yeah, going through the marketplace, someone recognizes him. Oh, Blackbeard! You're treasure hunting. I'm not I Blackbeard.
1: Love I i the simplicity of this joke for him to be like, "I don't want to be treasure hunting." Like they're gonna find it, and then like immediately someone would be like, "You're Blackbeard and you're treasure hunting." I thought like this, this is like it's so simple, uh, it's so dumb, but it, I love it. It's great. They
3: uh are covered in insects. They, they leave the, the marketplace. They go into the interior, <laughs> the bush, as we would say. Uh, Blackbeard is not having a good time at all. There are insects everywhere. Uh, Lucius swallows one. Blackbeard says, well, at least, you, <laughs> at least you had something to eat. I haven't had lunch yet. Steed is living his best life. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm very happy.
3: He's found a candy melon silk moth and he shows it to them. He's still excited. That's right. (laughs) The treasure map led to treasure. (laughs) No. Uh, Steed realizes that uh, Blackbeard is not having a good time. Blackbeard offers to go back to the ship, and Steed tells him (laughs) that he doesn't know how to relax. Steed tells the most fearsome pirate ever to sail the seas that he doesn't know how to relax. And Blackbeard goes about to prove. That he does know how to relax.
4: I know how to relax. I'm totally relaxed. Look look at how relaxed I am. And then a snake falls on his head. (laughs) At which point no one would be relaxed. But uh, this scene in particular made me think of like I loved the Pirates of the Caribbean movies when they came out. And now for I think probably fairly obvious reasons. uh, Don't want to go back and rewatch them anymore. Um, A a second childhood hero who has become a trash person in my adult life. Uh, But this had very, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, all grown-up energy, mm. where very, like, Captain Jack Sparrow-type vibes, but with a lot more swearing, which I really enjoyed. Um, so I thought, I thought this was really fun. It went on he, just a little too long, which made yes. it even funnier.
3: He murders the snake. I mean, he doesn't kill a snake. He murders the snake to death over a very extended period, as it says. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, but Waste Not, Want Not. They barbecue the snake. Well, uh, Blackbeard barbecues the snake, and it's uh, nicely tenderized, uh, quite delicious. And Steed and Blackbeard have a playful exchange about uh, Blackbeard's imaginary restaurant, which is called Blackbeard's Bar and Grill and Other Delicacies and Delights and Fishing Equipment. Mm
1: -hmm. There's one small line read in this scene. I I like this scene. I love the scene of when they're like sort of like, playing pretend with each other but there's one small line read when um he goes and, and who's the person in the back and he's like that's me like she's so like that's me oh and he's so like, good oh oh and it's just like it's so it's so silly and it's so funny and it's just like let two funny people like chat and uh like I, I i would like not be surprised if this little bit was just improvised between the two of them uh it's such a delight it's a you know a delight you could probably you wouldn't be able to find at blackbeard's bar and ground other delicacies and delights but, yeah, <laughs> yeah the state, role
4: state would like between come. the two of them is it's so good it's really adorable uh well i don't want that man to come here he's gonna be angry he's gonna leave a bad review but then the other guy in the back says oh well i'll come take a look at the gift shop there's that man Where's that I want, that's who I want. I want that man to come. That's me. Me. Yes. I think I can get you in on Monday. Sunday's a busy yeah. day. We're very full. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this fictional, totally non-existent thing. Oh,
1: it's so good.
3: And it just sits. They just, they just do it. And it goes forever. And we see Lucius looking up at them from his seat in the dirt, uh, completely delighted.
1: There used it's to be a thing I used to do at camp is anytime someone would be sitting at a table where you could also like a picnic table or like whatever or the lunch table, I would do this thing all the time where I'd sit down the other side and go, I bet you're wondering why I called this meeting. And if they would play along with the bit, it's like, I think we could be friends <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, or otherwise uh, they're not. So I just love this like interaction between the two of them here. But yeah, Lucia's catching on here. Uh, intrigued, which I was not, exp- I was like, isn't the show already like, Doing this, it hasn't. Haven't we filled the quota of like, will they, won't they, on the show, especially with LGBTQ characters? And no, apparently mm-hmm.
4: not. This and episode not is called "This is this Happening,", is happening.
3: <laughs> uh, and and more to come in the next episode mm-hmm. because. Mm. Well, this so, is also yeah.
4: where he's got Blackbeard has something in his beard, right? And that's oh, the yeah. moment where Lucius is like, "Oh, oh, I see." Uh, almost like, you know, Timon and Pumbaa watching <laughs> Simba yeah. and Nala. And like, ec- oh, excuse me? Oh, okay. Very cute.
3: Yeah, there's a bit of snake in uh, Blackbeard's beard. Snake Steak snacks. <laughs> well, they are going to have snake snacks at uh, at Blackbeard's bar and grill mm-hmm. and other delicacies and delights and fishing equipment. <laughs> The name is so um, uh, so yes, yeah, so Steed uh, grooms him and Alicia is beside mm-hmm. himself, mm-hmm. yeah. But meanwhile, while that that's going on, that tender moment, the map is burning. While there's
1: a tender moment, there's a tender moment, yeah, when the map burns.
3: <laughs> Correct, very good, thank you, and a tender uh, and a tender moment as well, yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Tinder, um, and Tinder and tender and tender and tender and, and, the, tender and, the, and the snake Tinder. is also tender and the snake is also Oh yeah the snake
4: tender. is tender yeah that's oh, man. right well because wow.
3: blackbeard whacked the crap out of it layers on layers on layers. layers
1: Wow. so there's a tender moment and a tender moment and a tender moment wow
3: so <laughs> <great>. <laughs> Steed is distraught he's trying to put the map back together from tiny scraps blackbeard Rather bitchily, says to Lucius, oh, he's going to mope all the way back to the ship now. And Lucius turns on him and says, he really likes you. Like, what's your problem? He really likes you. Can't you get it? And Blackbeard gets it.
1: So nice. Lucius. Great episode for Lucius.
3: Great episode for Lucius. Um, And he's going to sort everybody out in the next episode as well. So... Blackbeard awkwardly approaches Steed with this new knowledge that Steed actually likes him. Again, my theory about him not realising that he's a lovable human being or a human being that people are able to love. So he finds a little corner scrap of, a, of, of the map and he, he decides to interpret it. There's a tree and a river or a road or a river or a river road uh, that they didn't need the rest of the map anyway because it was just blank space. And um he's disappointed. He would be disappointed if the treasure hunting were to stop because he would like to continue treasure hunting.
4: Yeah, it's so very sweet. cute. He's just trying to make he's trying to make Steed happy. He's like, this will make you happy and, and I like you being happy. So we'll do I mean the worst is over. They've gotten past the where all the people are. Now they could just be
3: hiking. I guess. Yeah.
4: So no harm they, in a nature walk. No harm in a
3: nature walk, although, as we find out later, pirates don't like nature walks. Uh, and I really love this performance here of Blackbeard just being completely out of his element on land. Uh, I think it's a very nice uh, undertone there. So they follow the scrap, and where do they arrive? Where does the treasure map scrap take them? But Jim's tree. <sighs>
1: Interrupted the kiss. Mm-hmm.
3: Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna
4: let him do a little bit of digging, get it out of his system. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You find something. You f- it's a rock.
4: I- Probably a rock. It's a oh. rock. It'll be a rock.
1: No, it's a petrified orange. I love this back. We're uh, the real treasure. <laughs> It's the day we spent together. It's like, no, treasure is the treasure.
4: Yeah, we That's- spend every day together. <laughs> treasure is the treasure.
3: <laughs> so treasure is the treasure. Uh, Steed offers the petrified orange to Jim. Jim says, no. And Steve says, all oh, good because I, I really wanted it and it's my new favorite thing. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It makes a nice paperweight is
3: ultimately what he does with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to have a petrified orange. So they all head back to the ship, but Jim stays behind because mm. they have to finish the job of revenge. The show got me
1: so good. I thought this was the end of Jim. I was like, oh, sad. Yeah, so I was sad.
3: about to be really upset. I'm so
1: mad that you are not going to have Jim. Because we got kind of goofed before where they were like, Jim's not going to be in these next two episodes, you know? There's just no Jim. And I'm like, come on. And then they're like, okay, I think that's Jim's story. <laughs> like, no, there has to be more. It turns out there is
4: more. There is more
1: but i, I really more. got i was be really, really mad at taika titi yeah
3: <laughs> david jenkins though is, is the show creator so but taika could have told him more jim because that's what we've been saying yeah. all along isn't it You're the more jim producer taika come on yeah more jim so the foraging party uh, has sacks full of oranges they've finished nana's wall and allah says uh uh tender There's a lot of tenderness in this uh episode surprisingly a tender goodbye to nana and nana's very sympathetic because i think she sees that olawande was uh, carrying a torch for jim hmm. yeah so everybody's back silly. on the ship yep. yeah i'd like to see nana again i suspect this might be all all of nana but uh, big impact that, big impact yeah, yeah. Big impact. <laughs> So Steed and uh, Blackbeard are enjoying a brandy in the captain's quarters, and Steed suggests that. Who said, that a ship could only have one captain? There mm-hmm. might be maybe it could have two captains, co-captains. Two. Co-captains. We said it at the same time. It's great. They're, co- they're going to be co-captains. So in uh, what we keep calling post-credit sequences, they're not actually after the credits, but the coders perhaps we should call it, uh, Izzy is uh, hanging out at Spanish Jackie's place with Spanish Jackie and uh, the British seamen arrive. Spanish Jackie's not happy to have them in the place. Izzy suggests that they might not be happy to be in the place. Yep. (laughs) And who should it be? Nobody's happy. Who should it be but Admiral Chauncey Badminton?
1: Admiral Chauncey Badminton. It's great. Such a good name. Gosh. Gosh. Yeah, actually, this whole this whole scene is uh, filled with great names. Izzy Hands, Spanish Jackie, <laughs> <Admiral> <laughs> Dan- Badminton.
3: and we will find out what Fred Armus's name is next episode. So it's great. Uh, Badminton asks Spanish Jackie if she's Spanish, and she looks at him like he's an idiot. <laughs> no, not Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, I don't
1: know. No dice, Dan. How do you
3: feel about this one? Right. Spanish Jackie. Yeah, Spanish Jackie. Uh, I'm, Spanish? I, for one, am oh. absolutely thrilled that Spanish Jackie only has one outfit. It's a magnificent <laughs> red uh, suit uh, yep. uh, of the period. Uh, gorgeous. So, Izzy, Spanish Jackie, and uh, Chauncey Badminton, <laughs> saying their names is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. They are uh, plotting revenge on Steed. Uh, Spanish Jackie, because Steed broke her nose jar. Izzy, because Steed has put a spell. On Izzy's boss and Badminton because uh Steed killed his twin brother. Dun, dun, dun. Izzy says,
4: Okay, yeah, I can get you to bonnet for a price. <laughs> Wait,
1: now for, I'll do the dun dun dun.
4: Yeah. For, a price,
3: for, for a price. For a price. For a price. We yeah. we also stir Izzy hands. Such a specific voice he has. It's great. Yeah. And and his objection to Steed is very specific as well. Mm -hmm. He He made Blackbeard, not Blackbeard. Not my Blackbeard. And price might be something you're interested in. Listen to these ads and see what you'd like to buy.
0: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise.
2: What a wonderful day! More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never
0: win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
3: See website for details. Ahoy there! We're back. And so we roll into episode eight. We go, way back. We, 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 go way, we go way back. We go mm-hmm. way back. We go way back. This is written by Alyssa Lane and Alex Sherman. They've written episodes of Upload and an animated series called Final Space, which I don't know anybody else who's watched it. I absolutely adore it. It's science fiction, uh, animation, uh, Final Space. If you are interested in any of those things, uh, I would recommend that. And it's directed by Bert and Bertie, who are award-winning British TV directors. They directed a block of episodes of Hawkeye in 19, uh, in 19 sorry, 2020 and 2021. And delightfully, they are currently directing Queen Bitch and the High Horse for Kate Blanchett's uh, dirty films. So wow. put that on your calendar. Wow. So we open on day He's sad. He's standing in the room that he used to share with Jim. And he is missing Jim very much.
4: Understandably so. Yeah. We all miss Memories. Jim. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Up on deck, the other pirates sleep to the sound of uh, Button's flute. And just a lovely momentary thing of Lucius and Black Pete reaching for each other in their sleep, which I found quite moving. <laughs> it's a lovely moment of what we see of Button, who's just standing naked moonbathing. <laughs>
1: a lovely moment
3: a lovely moment interrupted by buttons buttocks yeah button there's a lot of this episode a oh. lot of naked button in this episode yeah uh i don't th- yeah uh so the wardrobe call for episode eight for buttons was nothing <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, button's one stumped. less than spanish Jackie. <laughs> one less <laughs> outfit yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Carl the seagull. We couldn't remember the seagull's name last last time, yeah. but the seagull's name is Carl, which is not Carol. It's Carl, said in a Scottish accent. Yeah. So Carl the seagull comes to to join him. They have a moment together. They're going to moon moonbathe. Uh, it's not quite the full moon. Next night's going to be the full moon. They're having a, a a sort of preview. And there's a shout from the sea. There's a cowboy pirate in a dinghy, and it's Will Arnett.
1: I didn't realize it was Will Arnett until, like, much later than I should have realized it was Will Arnett. I think he's like, it gets on the boat. And I'm like, oh, that's Will Arnett.
3: Yeah. He has a marvelous wig. And
4: mustache.
3: Mustache. It's incredible. Yeah.
4: Usually he's pretty recognizable and stuff. But between the wig and the mustache, even knowing it was him, I still barely recognized him in this role.
3: It was really odd because when I first saw him, I thought, is that Bob Odenkirk? Thought, no, <laughs> that's who he God. looks
4: like. That's yeah. I was like, I one can't one figure out who he looks like because I know who it actually is. But and you can't look up who does this actor playing in yeah. this show look like from yeah. something else? That doesn't exist on the internet yet, I don't think. So it exists
3: in our brains, and yeah. that's why we will we will always win the war against the machines. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, the yeah, the future would be like you'll be like have your little device so that will like just automatically listen into your brain. And it would just be like, that guy looks like Bob Odenkirk.
3: I knew it wasn't him, but I thought, is, is it? No, it wasn't. Uh, so he's shouting up from the sea that he would like to know if uh, Blackbeard is aboard and whether there's any brandy aboard him. and uh, naked buttons. Maybe he is and maybe he is not and if he's, he was, yeah, he'd yeah. be asleep. <laughs> so, in fact, he uh, will come aboard because the next we know, Steed is slumbering in his mauve velvet eye mask and he's awakened by cannon fire. He, he dresses and comes on deck and he finds uh, Blackbeard and Will Arnett's character, whose name is Calico Jack. They're throwing things up in the air and firing the cannons at them, and even though it's first thing in the morning, I would suspect they are both, what I would call, over-refreshed. <clears throat>
2: mm.
1: Yes, I presume so.
4: It's
3: one word for it you could say.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're having fun. The crew's having fun, throwing things up in the air, shooting them with cannons. Steed struggles to be polite because he is the host, but he is rather concerned about what it is that they're throwing up into the air and firing cannons at. Uh, when he finds that it's his antique armoire, he says, oh, oh, mm, yes, I, I was going to blow that up myself later. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I
1: do like that, yeah.
3: It's very so polite, Steve, he asked them, yeah, for breakfast. Breakfast, yeah. let's just go to brekkie.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Oluwanda tells Sweet that he misses Jim and doesn't think he can stay in the room they had, at which point... Frenchie, ever ready for the main chance, and Swede both rush for the room. We Jim trips Swede and says that that gets gets him roommate status with Frenchie.
4: Oh, that's why. Like, I saw Swede fall, and I heard Wee Wee John say that. Oh, sorry, Wee John, yeah. And I was like, but why? Like, what what does that have to do with anything? Like, you just get the room also? You made that connection for me. I gotcha, I gotcha.
3: yeah. Welcome. I'm happy to be of service. And then a lovely moment where Buttons uh, asks Olaf one day, uh, gives Alla one day his condolences and asks how <laughs> Jim died.
4: Yeah, because nobody else cares. No. Sweet is like, uh huh, yep, yeah. Uh, Does that mean
3: are- the room is free? Right? Can I have the room? <laughs>
4: and off they go. And it's Buttons who comes to to console. Uh,
3: Oluwande. Yeah. yeah. They're not dead. No, they're not, <laughs> oh, not they oh, dead. I, I thought they died. I thought they died. So, those of us who were suspecting and sobbing sadly that, that we had seen the last of Jim are now going to see Fred Almerson's character uh, going to confessional, confessing his sins to a priest uh, who we immediately recognize by stance and voice as Jim. When I heard their voice, I was so excited. I was like, Me "Oh, good. Too. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's everything's gonna be okay."
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Fred Armisen's not gonna be okay, but
1: I think uh, you know, to, playing this like background role here, and uh, you know, not in every episode. In some episodes, uh, Fred Armisen was very, very funny. Uh, I, I like this whole confession. He like, I have some sins to confess. Yeah. <laughs> sins. Like I've done like, some sins. And then it was like anything else. He's like, "Oh, gluttony. Yeah, gluttony." <laughs>
3: like I yeah i ate things yeah. so i wasn't really hungry shouldn't yeah. have shouldn't have eaten it i don't even know why i ate it yeah and really then yeah, yeah. The, perhaps the
4: betray my family uh steal my land murder my father or mm-hmm. any of those sorts of things huh. and then the fight is really awesome
1: yeah it is good
4: <laughs> punches out the confessional window i don't know anything I, i'm way out of oh, my yeah, time when it comes to talking about church sure, stuff. Sure, sure, yeah sure sure,
3: sure, yeah yeah uh and to uh, jim tells fred armison god's not a fan <laughs> <laughs> that's
4: a good line it's good.
3: that's it's great the best line i mean jim's come out of their muteness to say some extraordinary things and one of them is god's not a fan not a fan of fred that's for sure yeah uh, that's where we'll leave them while uh, Blackbeard and uh, Calico Jack reminisce over Brecky, roaring with laughter. Steed is all of us at some it, point I- or another. Yeah. Trying I, to come in on the conversation.
1: So I said that uh, the gym storyline is my favorite. I actually think that the main storyline here of Steed and Blackbeard is really, really strong. And I think uh, it does, you know, uh, if it was not working, I think the show would have a tougher time working. It is Restar Me and Taika Waititi. I cannot tell if uh, I just didn't like Will in this episode, or maybe I just don't like Calico Jack. Maybe I like was too, it, I, I was just so annoyed by him the whole time. And I couldn't tell yeah. if this is just me annoyed by will or who to to be fair it's not his fault that he gets cast as this a lot i think he gets cast very similarly uh in a lot of stuff where he kind of plays uh like obnoxious you know uh and so i couldn't tell if i was just not enjoying actual will or or perhaps the show has got me and i just didn't like calico jack <laughs> butting in on this row this like yeah uh blooming friendship romance friend you know
4: yeah. I mostly know him as like the antagonist on 30 rock. Yeah. Um, the, like the CEO, like trying to take over the company. Um, and I think he's good in that role, but he does play those kinds of parts a lot. I'm not an arrested development person. So I know he's, that's like what everybody knows him from, but,
1: but he is that and he is the, pretty much that in arrested development. He's he's yeah. an obnoxious, uh, older brother as well. Um, yeah so
4: no calico jack is like cannot read the room to save his life <laughs> true like yeah. read the deck i don't know yeah it's just it, it, he's like a bull in a china shop um using a whip on on a ship in like when in confined spaces when he's rip-roaring drunk oh my god
3: he is a roistering roiling man of many many appetites uh Blackbeard is drawn back to his time when he was such a man uh, and perhaps here we see the pull between the gentleman uh, pirate Steve Bonnet and the roistering younger days, let's say. Uh, Calico Jack tells a horrifying story over the breakfast table of uh, Blackbeard torching a ship with the crew still inside. But can I and, ask you a question though? In the bath Yes. Tub, he says, I've never killed anybody uh, mm-hmm. since the first man I killed. And do we think yes. that this
1: story is... Does he, does he have somebody else light the torch and so he doesn't feel like he actually killed them? Is he lying to Steed in the bathtub when he says, I never killed anybody? Um, what's going on here? Because I feel like it's a, a contradiction that I don't think is a mistake by the show. Uh,
3: Technically, the fire killed the men. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay, what he yeah. says.
4: Right. I think he means... The only person he's ever like, for all his reputation of being extremely violent, I think the only person he has physically killed with a blade, perhaps, is that one on one. Yes, I I would
1: agree, and it, I feel like the idea is like if he gets says somebody to like, hey, you like that ship. To Calico Jack and everybody else in the world, it's like you killed all those people. You were the captain of the ship right. that, that set that thing on fire, or even if you send all of your men to go kill, it's like you killed those
4: yeah, people. Yeah, or you shoot cannons at another ship and the ship right. sinks. You
1: killed uh, those, those people. Those people
4: are still dead, and it yeah. is at the cause of things you made happen um, as a consequence of your actions. But I think, I think we start to see here that maybe Blackbeard is more sensitive. Then he lets on because he has this reputation and feels like he has to, as I think I, were, I was talking about last week, like perform this character that has now become bigger than he is because it's this whole idea and legend of Blackbeard. Um, it is funny that he gets talked about as history's greatest pirate constantly while he is still alive and like piracy is still happening. Yeah. Um, But I think there's more to him underneath all that. And that's his way of trying to, you know, soothe himself a little bit for all of the death and destruction that he has presumably caused or literally caused uh, in any number of ways. And now he's caught. This is the really interesting thing to me about this storyline is this could be a really tired, like old flame comes back and there's jealousy and it's boring um but i think what's interesting about it is we see these two people that he's kind of like battling between in himself of who he believes himself to be who he aspires to be uh and steed represents like that aspirational side of himself that is trying to be something more complex and more you know not even gentlemanly but just like developing himself further from what he has always been and Calico jack represents How he is seen by the outside world and has always been known and maybe that's the more comfortable he thinks is the more comfortable place, because it's how he he says this is who I've always been. Um, But then he realizes that perhaps he's grown beyond that and you can't just go back to who you were before, once you've like opened up your world more.
1: Yeah, I think it's really good. This this stuff worked really well for me and you're talking about it, you're feeling really tropy in terms of the old flame, but it gave me such like thinking about like, you know, I I very much for many years in high school like, you know, I'm trans so like I tr- I definitely was like pretending to be a different person in many ways, but you're mm-hmm. still trying to figure it out. I just imagine if like somebody who I hung out with who I thought was like I'm trying to figure out how to be cool. And I hung out with those people, and those people showed up with people I was hanging out with now. And they made the jokes that we're making at the time. Like, no, wait, hold on, stop. I don't like this. That's not me Uh, anymore. (laughs) That's not me. I don't, yeah, don't do that. You know, Um, this felt like super, super relatable, but in a way that's like, it's like they're, Blackbeard is the most infamous pirate of all time. And he's like, yeah, hey, remember how funny it was when you were like hearing those people burn alive. Like you're the man. It's like, no, don't bring that up. Not yeah. now. You know? Well, in the whole
4: rowy atmosphere that Calico Jack brings to the ship where all of a sudden it's like a 24 seven, like tailgate party on the boat. Yeah. is really irritating to me as a person, yes. uh, clearly really irritating to Steve. And I'm just like, yeah, I, this is not who these people are and not the kind of energy that they are, seeking out particularly maybe it's fun for a night but when it's going non-stop you know something's got to give
3: yeah he here um blackbeard is looking there's big eyes at steed steed is looking at him as calico jack imitates the screams of the of the dying men and people whoever's on that ship going on and on and on again not reading the room uh and we see Blackbeard really caught, as you so so beautifully put it, as you both so beautifully put it. Um, Blackbeard suggests that he's mellowed, and Jack hopes he hasn't mellowed enough for to not be able to enjoy whippies. Whippies <laughs> involves standing on the deck of ships and whipping your stock whip at things uh, off people's heads, uh, people's genital areas, um, anything in sight can be whipped. Uh, unfortunately whipped is kyle
4: yeah well this is the thing right if if you talk about a whip in real life um it's at least six feet long which means you need 12 feet of clearance in a circle i can't do the math on a circumference of that but like they don't really have that on the ship especially if everybody's standing around watching um and he you know Calico Jack tries to blame it on the bird flying into his whip, when very clearly the bird wasn't moving, and this is just a bad idea.
3: It's a very bad idea. Uh, that's that's yet to come, but that is the outcome. Everybody, here's your PSA: Don't uh, whip stock whips around in enclosed spaces. Someone will lose a a part of themselves they don't want to, or a dear friend. Not if it's not if you close your eyes that's right mm-hmm. if you close your eyes then you can't hit your eyes uh, you can't hit your eyes it's very that's true, true. Mm-hmm. uh now so we'll just have a little moment with frenchie and we john in their sanctum they're planning their sanctum and they <laughs> uh, they want a sitting nook a sitting nook most so, relatable for sitting yeah. only
1: for sitting only most relatable part of this is like uh we just like yeah when we have guests over frenchie's like why why would we have guests over uh, no, we just. I alone. think that's
4: what room people do, it's no, just part of being room people
1: No, we won't have any guests over it. No,
3: Wee John has never had a room, he, he's been in rooms <laughs> he's been in rooms but Wee John has never had a room and it's a, it's a very touching uh, little friendship there So Calico Jackson rapturing the crew with the tails, uh, he saved Blackbeard's life at uh, Blind Man's Cove and uh, Steed feels quite left out of all this broiness and asks where Jack, Jack's ship and crew are. And Jack has to confess <laughs> that they mutinied need for the third time this year.
1: Lucius says, gr- He's like, that's kind of rude. He's like, I, I probably could have figured it out, I guess, if I asked. Yeah, it was kind of rude. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh-huh. So, you know, Jack's in his feelings. He cries. The pirates comfort him. The pirates that have enjoyed all the broiness are also able to access their feelings and comfort uh, Jack and so steed feeling bad that he's made jack cry he says uh where would you like to go we'll go on an outing to anywhere you would like and jack would like to go to dead man's cove
1: steed's so nice here so nice Mm -hmm. bring jack in
4: Yeah. yeah he's making a really valiant and i think genuine effort he's like yeah okay fine i like blackbeard blackbeard likes you so let's figure it out we'll be friends yeah
3: yeah, not so much because Because <laughs> like... Calico Jack sucks. Yeah, Calico <laughs> Jack is awful. Uh, Steed suggests a dip or a nature walk, but uh, Calico Jack would like to put uh, Roach up on the yard arm to creep along it and then jump into the water, which uh, fails spectacularly.
1: Listen, I know it's, it's uh, like physical slapstick humour. I did laugh when Roach hits the side of the boat. I did. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. I thought it was very funny. Um, do we see Roach for the rest of the does he is he around later? Because they're like, like yes. did he die? Like, I don't know. And they move on.
4: Like, I don't know. Like- yeah, I don't think we see him again. I don't think that necessarily means that he's dead. Uh although he hits that railing really hard. I, I feel oh like
1: God. he's around when when Carl dies, I think. I think he's on the ship, but there's party that was like pretty funny to just <laughs> kill up a I feel bad for the actor, but like not a bad bit to just after. I
4: forgot <laughs> to tell him to clear done. the ship. I mean, of course, I couldn't figure out. I was like, they're not going to. Where just are they jumping? Jump. They're, yeah. not, they're not going to. They're going to. Uh, I was so anxious about it. And I was like, you could jump into the water from places that are not that yeah. high up.
3: Yeah. But then it wouldn't be Where's a yacht.
4: Where's your if plank? You, no, if you I, would... We haven't
1: seen a single person walk a plank. I did not
4: understand the... why it's called Yardies, though. That's
3: oh, because it's the, the yard, yard arm. arm.
4: Oh, okay yeah, yeah. they're walking now along i easily. don't know all the ship terms i'll be ah so
3: you don't know that he hit the gunnel <laughs> no on his way down well oh. i thought Roach. i was might a be very
4: land bound pirate in my pirating yeah.
3: days
1: <laughs> i i thought roach might be dead uh but even if roach doesn't die, there is a death in the next
3: scene i'll so. oh, stop <laughs> yeah yeah so the um we go back to visit with spanish jackie uh Jim has Fred uh, Armisen as a hostage uh, and says uh, to Jackie, uh, tell me where all the other roosters are or Fred will get it. Uh, and Jackie he's just shoots Fred. Line,
1: just get him don't, out. don't save yourself for me. And she shoots him.
4: Yeah,
3: he doesn't
1: even get to
4: finish saying it before uh, he's dropping out of Jim's grasp onto the floor. Oh. And Jim has to do this awkward moment of like, removing
3: their (laughs) knife from now nothing and like putting it down. So they have, uh, they're going to fight. Uh, Jackie needs to reload her pistol. It'll take her a minute. Jim says that's 59 seconds too long, goes in with a knife. And of course we haven't mentioned Spanish Jackie's uh, feature, which is she has a wooden hand, which in this case opens out to reveal a blade. They have a marvellous fight Uh, They seem very well matched and Jackie suggests plan C that they sit down and have a drink together.
4: Yeah. Next time I have to do a fight scene for a, for a stage combat recertification test, absolutely doing this. It's so good. There's not a ton of lines, but the lines are spaced really well. Um, And the skill that is shown between the two of them is really, really good. Uh, So I loved that a lot.
3: It was very good. Uh, Vico is a stunt person. Yes. Right. So this works very well. So we come back to the beach. Uh, The pirates are running a race between a crab and a turtle with a knife strapped to its back.
4: Yeah. The partying, if we want to kind of like go through it pretty quickly is like, there's a lot of drinking, a lot of carousing, a lot of racing and fighting of animals. Uh, We have this like bathroom chat uh, by some trees of Steed and Jack, um, where we learn officially that Jack has previously been involved uh, in some dalliances with Blackbeard. uh, And clearly there is jealousy happening between both of them. And this is when Steve's like, I don't want to be at your party anymore. I'm going to go back to the (laughs) ship. Um, So off he goes and Blackbeard is torn, uh, but he stays to hang out at the party.
3: and uh have coconut wars which oh, involves yeah. throwing coconuts at people <laughs> so he's like Again, none of
4: this stuff is fun
1: the slapstick of uh him throwing a coconut at Blackbeard, and then Blackbeard throwing it right back at calico jack's face and hitting him right in the face that was very funny um i do love this line here where he's like i don't like this version of you and black like and this is me this is me like I, I and then it's in this exact moment i was like i can't believe this show is doing an identity crisis of like pirates i love it so much i love the show It's It's so
4: unexpected and really interesting.
3: It's so interesting. It's so good. It's back. We are with uh, Jim and Jackie. Jim says that uh, they must complete the set. (laughs) Uh Uh, They've killed one out of uh, the seven. And Jackie tells uh, uh, two out of the seven are dead now. Uh, which is we how find we find out, out that the
4: Siete Gallos have a, a rooster tramp stamp, apparently. <laughs> this is also where
1: we learned his name. I think his name is uh, Geraldo, I think, is Fred Armisen's name. I think they name drop him here. After he's dead, he gets a name, I think. <laughs> Unless that's the skeleton corpse
3: mummy, in the. Uh, but I believe it's Fred Armisen's character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, the tramp stamp, which we assume is going to... Uh, is going to come up later. If we thought the show was gay yeah, already, yeah. wait till we yeah.
1: zoom in on people bending over and we see their dreams.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's uh, uh, another relationship to Stan, uh, Jim, and uh, Spanish Jackie. Spanish Jackie now down to eighteen husbands. Yeah. So here we have the very sad death of Carl. The party is moved from the beach back onto the deck. Everyone's drinking. There's more whippies, which involves, as we say, whipping. Please don't do it. Uh, Blackbeard thinks maybe they'll call it a night. Jack doesn't want to finish the party. Uh, He gets the whip. He's whipping around and he whippies Carl to death. And here is Buttons in all his naked glory, hexing Jack in Gaelic. It's... It, it's the most extraordinary minute of television. Quite a seen. moment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep, it's great. Uh, and, and I love, and, I, I love seed ahead. here. Um, yeah, coming in, uh like foot down, like get off my ship. You killed my, you know, crewmates' uh, bird. You have my to go, Birdman's bird. You got to go. Yeah, why <laughs> don't we get a Birdman?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's. I mean, and we're so. In- I'm invested in Carl. I I feel Button's rage, again, revenge, a a minor theme of revenge. Jack says he didn't like the party anyway, and he'll leave, and who will come with him? And all the pirates look down at their feet and shuffle, because while they enjoyed Jack for a day and a night and another day and another night and party, party, they, like us, are tired of him, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: They spent a week at, like, a frat party, and now – they want to go
3: home. <laughs> well, they haven't had a story. Steve hasn't yeah, read them a story. Um, Jack Carl definitely doesn't do voices either. So. No, no. And most importantly, Carl's dead, and they all feel that loss. I think
4: a line has been crossed.
3: Yeah. So Jack guilt's Blackbeard and says, "Well, surely you'll come with me. Remember how I saved your life."
1: Don't like this, but he does leave.
4: Yeah. This is who I am.
3: So sad. I'm almost crying.
4: <laughs> I'm almost crying. Steed is so upset. It he is so like is. really heartbreaking, you know. Steed's really upset. He can't believe that this guy. And we've seen this relationship grow so much over the last two episodes that, like, for it now to temporarily fall apart is like uh, it really heart wrenching. You
1: know what's incredible? The, the Blackbird is even in the first three episodes of the show, and yet, and yet, I still am like sad when he leaves Steed. It's only been three episodes, uh, four. If you can, Mm -hmm. yeah, four episodes, uh, and he's leaving. Uh, but it's not working out for Blackbeard and Jack. I think on the beach. (laughs) Well, (laughs) like
3: recognizes, yeah, they're not. They're not having a good time on the beach. Steed is watching them through his uh, spyglass. Yeah. Uh, Jack's drinking already. Blackbeard suggests it might be too early in the morning. Cause they, (laughs) they did spend the night on the beach. Jack's whipping the ocean to try and get some breakfast. (laughs) It's not so much fun when you're deeply hungover, uh, and it's just you, Calico Jack, and the sand. Uh. And Lucius again coming to the fore asking Steed, do we think this is more of a spat or a rupture? (laughs) And Steed thinks it's all over. Luckily, Lucius is great at breakups and he puts (laughs) all of Blackbeard's things into a box, gets into the dinghy and delivers it to the beach and says there, now you can't come back saying that you've left something behind. I know that trick. And you can't do that because <laughs> I've students. used it. Yeah, <laughs> I love Lucius so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he delivers an even more mortal blow when he says, really simply, you know, he really liked you. Yeah. He says to he says to Blackbeard, sort of mm-hmm. sorrowful, and uh, and this is not good. Mm-hmm. On the revenge but-, but Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But- yeah, we're cutting from <laughs> this like buttons. dramatic emotional
4: moment to, I mean, buttons is very emotional, naked and crying on the revenge. Uh, but now we're going to have another seagull, Olivia, uh, Olivia. And they have a chat and we get subtitles for the seagull. Um, having a chat about Carl who didn't come home last night. <laughs> uh, he's like, I got some bad news, Livy. Uh, but they're going to hold a burial... Barry- a burial at sea for carl and that blackbeard won't be coming back uh and it was a mutual decision definitely but that steed himself initiated first
1: if yep, i broke up with him he didn't break up with me
4: yeah
3: that's yep, absolutely I'm right the captain. <clears throat> uh, and it doesn't mean that either of us love any of you oh less. my god
4: so cute <laughs> <sighs> It's co-captaining you know
3: yeah it's it's tough when all the pirates are looking at you with big eyes and they're very sad about this breakup Uh, Meanwhile, Jack and uh, Blackbeard are rowing away from the revenge, Um, and this is where Calico Jack reveals that Izzy Hands sent him to get Blackbeard out of the revenge before the English arrive, uh, that he has been betrayed, uh, because Dead Dead Man's Cove has no escape, and sure enough, here are the English. Yeah,
4: I like this setup that like we ended the episode last week with Izzy showing up saying, you know, I've got a plan, or I have a business proposition for you, basically, but we never find out what it is until this moment. And I thought that was a really cool reveal and like a, a smart storytelling structure to do it that way.
1: It's also, smart because I did not see it coming, and then when you think, like, it's a step where, like, when you watch the show, when you can re watch it and you're like, Oh, he rode up to the boat, like, how did he find the boat? Yeah. Like, but when you're when it starts, because you're, you're so thrown off by like buttons just being naked and having a moon bath that you're like, <laughs> Whatever, you don't think about it. when you look back, you're like, Oh, that's so smart, that's actually like so well written,
3: it's wonderful. Uh, Olivia lands on Jack Stingy, and uh, um, um. Uh, buttons is still cursing, cursing, cursing. The English fire a warning shot, which kills Jack. I think that's the last we're going to see of Jack. I think so.
4: Seems likely. I mean, it's possible it just blew him off the, the dinghy and into the water um i've seen like it just very in passing on twitter like questions of whether or not calico jack is dead but i don't i don't see the value in bringing him back into the story for the remaining couple of episodes so i think we're done with him
1: he serves yeah. his purpose so well it's <laughs> not just that like not only does he like put a wedge between steed uh and blackbeard that they can like overcome uh the for the towards the end of the season he also like gets slipped into this plot with izzy hands it's like perfect and i don't need any more of it
4: yeah I don't want any more
3: of him either. <laughs> no, me either. Exactly.
4: Sorry, Will. Ste- uh, yeah.
3: <clears throat> Sorry, Will. You served yeah. your purpose. Yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. So Steed is wondering how they're going to respond to the English. The pirates are looking to him. He is the captain. He finally decides, "Ready the cannons," and then we hear a voice: "No, hoist the white sail!" And over the gunwale comes Blackbeard back onto the ship.
1: I love this last uh, scene here, uh, set to the music. I'm now don't remember what song it is, but the I chain you... by Fleetwood yeah. yeah. Mac. Yeah, it's so good. It's so fun, uh, and it's like bad. They're like being like attacked by the, you know, by the English. But it's, uh it's it's really well shot. It's all done in slow motion, and then, yeah, Blackbeard and Steed are thrown down on the deck.
4: Yeah, they're all surrendering. Steed's ready to ready the cannons with their one under crewed ship to yes. fight back against like the entire Royal Navy militia fleet. Uh and Blackbeard comes aboard and is like, "No, no, no. Raise the white flag. We're not we're not doing that. It's not going to go well for any of us." But then, yeah, they get tied up next to each other. Uh and and Steed says, Glad to have you uh, You came back. And, and Blackbeard says, never left. And like winks at him and like clicks his tongue. And it's so freaking cute. And then we see them playing footsie while they're face down on the deck together. Get out of here. Oh God, it's so adorable. It's so gay.
3: Meanwhile, we, John, struggling, bound up by three English uh, English sailors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. a lot of rope. There's a lot of rope. So there's a lot of motion all around and we just see the two of them Face down, faces to the side, looking at each other. Uh, he never left. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Wonderful.
1: Two more episodes to go. I thought these were really strong. Again, a, a good two episode arc here. So Yeah,
4: these might be my two favorites so far. Agreed. I thought they were both really, really good. I agree. Uh, and Blackbeard can wink at me like that anytime. Jim could wink at me like that anytime. I just I think these characters are so well written and well created. And the story dynamics and relationships that are getting built between them and the conflicts that are still managed to be contained within an episode, but are so dynamic and complex is really, really strong.
1: Tyke, I forgive you for missing the first few episodes.
3: (laughs) It's it's almost immaculate. I I mean, we are recapping, but we're also reviewing. Uh, I would like to wield my great uh, powers of critique, but I just sit there loving every minute of it, just glorying and the intersections, the way that the threads are dropped and picked up again. Nothing is wasted. Um, and I think, you know, our sorrow, we were going to lose Jim twice Jim's still back and Jim still has a, a forward motion um, and the emotionality of of all the characters, of, of Wee John never having had a room. He's been in a room but he's never had one. <laughs> uh, poor Buttons uh, losing Carl, But the other pirates also uh, understanding what that would be like. I, I think it's very, very rich and very real and very human and I just, I just love it. Agreed. So this uh, podcast will drop in the HBO feed on Post Show Recaps. It's postshowrecaps.com forward slash HBO pod or postshowrecaps.com forward slash HBO. If you become a patron of Post Show Recaps, great idea. You'll get early access to podcasts as well as uh, Patreon-exclusive podcasts. And at any level, you'll get access to the Discord and merch is available at higher levels i've been looking for pirate merch everywhere there's nothing Mm. so there's a cat bandit t-shirt but it's not quite (laughs) right we (laughs) might have to we might have to design our own um said what have you got going on and where can people find you Oh, gosh. So many things. A lot of the same things. Uh, but speaking
4: of the patron feed, I am covering Harry Potter every week with on YA with Kevin and Melissa. We are up to Goblet of Fire and recorded an almost three hour long podcast recapping that movie yesterday, uh, which is out now. And the one other thing I want to shout out. Uh, Among all the things I'm doing is I am starting coverage of Apple TV Plus's We Crashed, which just premiered today, or maybe yesterday, my days are confused. Um, But I'll be covering that with DJ LaBelle Klein and Dr. Amanda, so that'll be in the Binge Show Recaps feed. And you can find me just about every day of the week at twitch.tv slash hardrockhope, and I'm hardrockhope anywhere else you're looking for me on the internet. How about you, Grace.
1: Yeah, uh I am covering Winning Time, the HBO show about the Los Angeles Lakers in the 1980s with Jason Reed. Uh the finale of Raised by Wolves, uh season finale, potentially series finale. We've not been renewed at this point uh, with uh, Josh Wigland and Taryn Armstrong dropped this week, so that was very fun. Uh, If you have feedback, uh, let us know because we'll do a feedback show next week. Uh, And yeah, doing weekly movie coverage this week, we had Karen from Canada on to talk Turning Red, and I just thought uh, Karen was uh, so insightful uh, and uh, brought a lot to the conversation that uh, Aaron and I cannot bring. So I thought that that was uh, a great podcast. Check it out. Over on Rob has a podcast covering sports with the Off Speed podcast and if you want to check out anything else I'm doing, you can follow me on Twitter at grace. I will tweet about it. Uh, what about you, uh, Sarah?
3: Wonderful. Well, my Twitter handle is at Sarah Carradine. And now I can announce what I teased last week. Uh, it's the debut of Crime Scene, a true crime review podcast on RHAP that I am doing with the amazing Mari Fourth. episode one will drop on Tuesdays and we're covering Bad Vegan as our first uh, episode. If you want to suggest properties that uh, we will cover in future episodes, you can drop us a line at Crime Scene, R-H-A-P and that's Scene, S-E-E-N. So come back next week and we will recap the final two episodes of season one. Mm. episodes nine and ten act of grace and wherever you go (laughs) there you are so we're off to bring a spring upon her we wish you fair wind ever and always